And now, from Speakspokane Studios, it's the Super 90s Brothers! I don't know what I hate wearing worse. Your face or your body. I mean... I enjoy boning your wife, but let's face it, we both like it better the other way, yes? So why don't we just trade back? Welcome to the Super 90s Brothers. Ow! where we do hazy memory riffs of, on the dopest decade ever. I'm your host, Brennan Pointer. Along with me is my co-host, Adam J. Pitzler. And today, we're talking about Face Off. Ow! Well, we were going to do this show live, Adam, but we weren't able to because of time. and Aaron. We had errands. We had errands to run. Adam had to go take a check somewhere. Um, yeah. And, and Brennan had to take a camera to a friend. <laughs> and and and, I, and his wife was a mess that morning and mm. well, maybe we shouldn't get into that too much but you had to take her her phone yeah it was just a it was just a crazy morning but we were able to get two shows live um which yeah you've already two listened good shows to, two good shows um and actually it was good because i was able to i was able to to get back into face off i had never i've only maybe seen this movie one time in my life um but uh I, I watched it and, and now I little know a little bit more about it. <laughs> well, good. I um, like it when you know stuff about our show topic. I mean, it's I mean it's really necessary, don't you think? Yeah, it's absolutely necessary. Yet you'd be amazed how often you come in and not know that much, really, at all. Well, we'll see how well I remember this movie because I mean it. It was a day ago. I watched it at like five o'clock in the morning. When I'm like sleeping in bed, and but I, I did, I made it through the whole thing. So, uh, do you want? Do you want to get into it? Yeah, sure. Um, do you want? Do you want to see here? Do, it, do you want? Do you want to do some banter and catching up? We could. Do you have anything going on? Uh, I'm going to Glacier. Uh, I didn't tell you that, but we we're gonna have to probably we're gonna have to do a show later. In a, at a different time, so we can get our get our show to, show out on time. But I'm I'm going taking the family to to Glacier, Montana. Is that Glacier National Park, or is that a different place? That's it's Glacier National Park. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Great. Fun. So you're going camping? Kind of. We're gonna we're gonna like um. It's like maybe more like glamping because we're staying in like a cabin. Oh. But like, but we still have Lame. to, you know, make our own food. And oh wow, like you're really roughing it. Yep. So you mean like you have to make your own food in the kitchen they provide? No, there's no kitchen. It's I mean like you got to that's the camping aspect of it. We got to like you know grill and stuff like that. Oh, you have to barbecue. And we got to bring our own bedding too. They don't like give you bedding. Oh wow, you're really roughing it. Really, really am. Those third world country kids got nothing on you. They don't. Nope. Um, but other than that, I mean that's what's going on in my life. What's going on in your life, Adam? Nothing been um. Pitching my screenplay a lot lately mm -hmm. and been getting some really good hits, actually. So, yeah, maybe some good things are coming. We'll see. Maybe we'll see one of your movies on the on the big screen or the small, Silver State. All, all the small screen, probably more likely. 
mean, well, hopefully it'll be on the big screen if if some of the latest inclinations work out. We'll see. But um, and then some two assholes that don't that think they know a lot more than they actually do. We'll do a podcast about that movie. Perfect. Like we're about to in 30, for John Woo's in, in, face off. In thirty years, they'll do Super Twenties Brothers. Um, the Onakuma. <laughs> all right. Well, let's get into it, Adam. Um, Ow. Face off. Ow. Debuted nineteen. 19- 97 on June 27th, a uh, budget of $80 million and made $245 million uh, that summer or oh, I guess it's probably lifetime, but I mean, yeah, 1997. Uh, but yeah, um, so that would make us how old? 13 years old. Like, yeah, we're, we're, is this at the end of, uh, we're like in middle school, I would imagine. I think we're about to go to high school. Yes. Yes. Is that it? Mm, I'm not sure. I never. Maybe No, not. we were in seventh grade. I always remember by the years because like 97, like that meant we were in seventh grade because it like happened to like line up with the years that we were. Hmm, interesting. In, in school. I never thought about that. <laughs> um, that's like that. That's like that knuckle trick. You know, yes. the January, February, March, April. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good trick. Yeah. It only, only works if you're born in 1984 or I guess probably four years. Like if 1994, you're probably, you know whatever yeah it works for 84 people but that's yeah. all we care about that's all we care about um how, how so did you see this movie in the theater adam i didn't i saw we we rented it on video when it came out in blockbuster or whatever yeah i mean i remember this movie the build-up for it and i mean 1997 like blockbusters like i mean we're talking men in black lost world um those are like the big big movies of the of that summer and I remember the, the 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 trailers for this, and it was like it was. I mean, it was Nick Cage and John Travolta, and everyone was really you know hyped for it. But it might have been just like out of my um, it purview. Have, yeah, it might have just been out of my. Yeah, exactly. Like something strange though. Um, that same year, in nineteen eighty seven, another great um, Nick Cage movie came out, which was Con Air. Um, and didn't make Ow! didn't make as much movie uh, m- movie didn't make as much money as Face Off, but um, same year. Um, no. I love Conair. I mean, it's one of those awesomely bad movies, but I love it. Yeah, and I would and I would probably put Face Off up there with awesomely bad movies, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty bad, but um, it's awesome. Well, should we? I mean, yeah, I, and I didn't see this movie. I, I just I think I said that like I didn't see this in the theater, so I don't even. Think oh, I, so. Yeah, I would just say what what I remember um, is just we rented it and I just thought it was really fun. There's a lot of really cool action scenes. There's a lot of fast pace. There's like a jet chase at the very beginning. Some guy gets sucked into the fucking turbine at one point, which was really cool. There's people flying through windows on, you know, zip lines. Everybody has automatic weapons with ammo for days. And there's just all there's these awesome like there's this awesome scene where this big bald dude has a shotgun and all these cops keep like um like zip lining through the glass into his apartment just turning around and blasting them like it's like Halo 2 or something. And uh Nick Cage is he's like he's this is like vintage Nick Cage. This is like kind of an aging John Travolta at this point, but they're still like both pretty cool and they both give Fun performances, I would say. I say John Woo directed a fun action film that tr- that got a little too heavy at times. And if you can overlook that, like you can, and just enjoy like the action. Like this is one of those 
action dramas that should have been just an action and should have been, you know, half hour shorter of a movie and just yeah. cut out a lot of the shit. Yeah, there's a lot to you. There's a lot you could have cut out of this movie to make it an hour and a half, like block, like this, like a good, like action movie. Instead, there was a bunch of weird stuff going on but, in this movie. But you know, I can I can tell you from like a writer and a and a filmmaker's perspective that there's a lot of pressure to deliver that drama in every genre. Like there, there's a lot of pressure to have elevated horror and dramedies mm. and like they want to capture more people. And if you include some drama, you might soften up to some people who are like, Oh, I don't watch action or I don't watch horror. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And it's, it's also, there's also this guise of this is what it means to really do a character study. And it's like, yeah, I guess, but like not every movie has to be such a character study. Like sometimes I just want to watch action or horror, you know. Mm -hmm. I agree. I mean, I, I when I was watching this yesterday, I kept on falling like kind of nodding off during like the the scene the scenes where there's like conversations with the wife or it was just like it just got some parts of it just got really 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 slow. Um, well, do do you want me to tell you about this movie? Want me give me give you my synopsis of it? Yeah. Brennan's bad synopsis. All right. Well, here it is. Here's my here's my bad synopsis, Adam. It is, you know, this movie's about um, a, I guess Nicholas Cage's character. Play, he's a um, he, he's a domestic terrorist. He he does in like John Travolta's character is like trying to track him down. But at the beginning of the movie, it really sets it up like <laughs> John Travolta is on a on a merry-go-round. And, and he's with his young son, his five-year-old son. Um, and he's just, you know, standing next to his son on the, on the carousel. Meanwhile, on a hillside, Nicolas Cage is there and he's, he has a gun. A gun and a mustache. And a, and a must, a terrible mustache. I will say like, a bad mustache. It's like it's, it looks like a joke. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like trying to, he's going to shoot. He's trying to kill John Travolta. He's trying to assassinate him. Well, it's like JFK. Like it's like the grassy knoll, yeah. and it's like it's all slow motion and dramatic, and like the carousels moving in slow motion. And they and they John Travolta does that stupid hand motif thing where he like touched like throughout the entire movie they do this stupid hand motif where they like where their family like always touches each other's face, which does not make any fucking sense. Um, it's not just touch. It's like you start at the hair and you drag down past the chin. Like if it would be like, if you were, if you were trying to give your zombie or excuse me, your Viking lover, her, her war paint and you covered your hand in blood and you wiped it down her oh, yeah. face because you're about to go to fucking war. <laughs> that's, that's the equivalent of what it looks like. Um, yeah, well, Nick, Nicholas Cage doesn't shoot him where he should should have shot him. Shoots him in the back, and the bullet goes through John Travolta and into his son's head. <laughs> right, like Nick Cage has him dead to rights. Right, like Nick Cage is there to kill John Travolta, and he's got the perfect setup. Nobody sees him. He's in disguise with his really cool mustache, oh. and he's got like the crosshairs on John Travolta, and he can shoot at literally any moment. Right, yeah. he can wait till the carousel stops. He can wait till like. Travolta moves aside for a minute. It's not like anything is coming to stop him and forces a bad shot. It's just a terrible fucking shot. Like if you didn't want to kill the kid, 
why did you shoot him through the back? Why did you shoot him while he was holding his little kid? You knew he was holding his little kid. And also, you had a sniper rifle on him at that distance with no, like, nothing in between. You just shoot him in the head. What are we doing? <laughs> like, you're, an, you're a domestic terrorist of this great magnitude. Dude, you don't even know how to assassinate people. Like, fucking 101, kill him in the head. Yeah. So, fast forward five years, kid is dead. And Nicola, <laughs> Nicolas Cage is still running amok and creating havoc, apparently. And um, I'll get I'll say the characters' names because I I don't like just calling him John Travolta. But so um, John Travolta plays Sean Archer, FBI agent who's tracking who's tracking down Castor Troy. And uh, Castor Troy has put a bomb in like a museum or not a museum, a convention center, and it's going to go off in like ten days or something like that. And it's going to crazy like kill everyone in LA and John LA <laughs> and John Travolta is going to, you know, find it. I, and, and then, yeah, that's, and then I don't really, there, I just watched this yesterday. I should know this, but like, but you're then getting they, off the rails. Yeah. I'm really getting off the rails. Like, so then they switch faces, like to explain it. <laughs> <laughs> We gotta we gotta figure out where this bomb is at in LA. Only 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 Castor Troy and his and his brother knows. Um, all right, all right, the, stop. The, the, you're, you're ruining yes, it. I'm ruining you're it. Ruining yes. it. <laughs> all right. So the bomb is going off in LA. John Travolta like uh, needs to find Castor Troy so he can so he can stop the bomb. Right. There's this big fight scene at like a mm. at the airport. And um, Castor Troy gets injured really bad. He gets like blown out from the jet turbine into a wall and knocked unconscious. And to get the information they need to find out where this bomb is before it goes off and kills all these people in L.A., they need Castor Troy alive, but he's not. He's unconscious. But then the scientist guy comes in and he's like, hey, I've got this great idea. How about and, and hear me out now. We switch your fucking faces. And he's like, oh, it's genius. Why, why are other people doing this all the time? This all problems. He's like, okay, I got this. And so then they take him into a lab and they do this crazy surgery where they cut off the fucking face of like Nick Cage and John Travolta. And then they like swap them. And then, which doesn't make any fucking sense, they laser change each other's body to look like the inverse. Yep. So like, but they couldn't do that with the face. You had to actually cut off the fucking face. Yeah. Like, but, but they could laser change the rest of the body and the hair and all that. And then Nick Cage, AKA John Travolta at this point wakes up, gets the information he needs. And like, what happens then goes to prison. Oh, um, so after that, well then meanwhile, you know, Nick Cage's character is in still in a coma. So, but he doesn't have, he has not, his face has not been sw switched yet. And but he wakes. Oh right, he he's like fucking up. dark man. He, yeah, he he's up. got like this giant like <laughs> hole on his face. He's like, help me. He's like talking without lips, you know. Like and then yeah. he and he gets like the doctor to come back, um, and switch his face. I mean, put John Travolta's face on his. And no, no, no. His yeah. goon. He like he gets his so, goons to do it. So yeah, yeah. John Travolta goes to the prison to get the information he needs yes. about the bomb. So he goes to prison. He's in prison now as Nick Cage. Mm -hmm. And then Nick Cage unexpectedly wakes up from his coma and takes control of the little hospital and lab where they're fucking with him. And then 
him and his goons like force the surgeon to make him John Travolta. So then he assumes John Travolta's like super cop identity as like a domestic terrorist, like go getter. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, like the real John Travolta is now Nick Cage in prison. Yeah. In a, like a weird, like water prison. And it's like fucking Alcatraz. And everyone's wearing these giant boots with fucking magnets on them, which is, is that even a thing? I, no, I don't think so. I don't, I've never heard of that. If that is a thing in like foreign countries, it's kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, it would really stop them from escaping, I guess. I don't know. Um, but you're already out like in the middle of an ocean. Yeah, it didn't really make much sense. I, I, I think they. Where was the prison, by the way? Was it submerged? No, I think it was above water. Okay. I think so. I don't really remember. It was in definitely above water, though. Um, and anyways. So once, yeah, once John Travolta, or, God, this is so confusing now. So, <laughs> this is the one thing about those movies. Like, when you're talking about one character and they become the other, like, it's just, it, they just switch All right. roles. And, yeah. So John Travolta is now Nick Cage and he's in prison for crimes that Nick Cage did. And he has to escape, which is this crazy scene, which we'll talk about later, and then get out and stop the real Nick Cage, who's, acting as John Travolta super cop. Yeah. And then they get in this big battle between each other and Nick Cage, excuse me, John Travolta as Nick Cage enlists the help of Nick Cage's real life bald friend who's banging Gina Gershon and there's this plot with like a little kid oh, that God, they that's... can't take care of cuz they're like drug addicts and gun runners and all this shit. And then Nick Cage and John Travolta have face off. And yeah. they have to kill each other on this awesome, like, jet boat chase scene with harpoon guns and fucking shit. And they crash, and they and one of them kills each other. And then, like, the, the cops and the doctors show up. They're like, hey, John Travolta, I know it's the real you. Like, we figured it out. Everything's fine. Yeah. Well, his wife found out. And because... Of the whole face motif thing. And the blood type thing. You know, there was a... There was a scene oh, yeah, they, they test like, his blood. Yeah. Um... But the reason why, so anyway. the reason why, the reason why John Travolta, as Nick Cage had to escape, is because uh, Castro Troy he killed the sci- he killed the scientist who did this procedure, and then like he's in 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 Castro Troy uh, comes and like said like who is now John Travolta is like I'm I'm you now like I'm gonna go fuck your wife I'm gonna you know I'm gonna ruin your life basically and you're stuck in prison while I do all this stuff bitch um, and. Meanwhile, the whole I, the whole reason why he's in prison is because he wants to defuse get this bond bomb defused. Ultimately, Castro Troy does it anyways because he wants to become a savior and look really cool. And there's a scene where he's like, "The president's on line one for you," and he's like, "And your wife's also on the on the phone for you." And he's like, "Put the president on hold." Yeah, who would do that? It's not even his real wife. <laughs> Like that's that's the other guy's wife. Like he doesn't really care about her. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, anyways, the ult- ultimately they he, Castro Troy dies. Sean Archer gets his face back as John Travolta. Everything's good, and now they're now they're now they, they ad- have a new five year old son. They adopt Gina Gershon's five-year-old because she's dead conveniently. And I guess nobody else wanted the kid. And they, hey, let's give it to the FBI director who was directly involved in her death. It was Castro Troy's son, by the way. 
Yeah. Oh, right. It was yeah. Castor Troy's son with Gina Gershon. Yeah. And there's that weird scene where like John Travolta as Nick Cage is like, he's like, like meets this, meets his, like that the kid. And he's like, he's immediately reminded of his son and does a whole, does the whole face motif thing to him too. <laughs> Oh, all man. right so so let's get to like the characters like don't you think the best character is caster troy nick cage i mean yes um i actually prefer i mean i like john travolta as caster troy better um i think he plays a much more better crazy person than nick cage does what do you favorite. mean you prefer him you mean like the, you prefer the second half of the movie when john travolta is is playing yeah. Nick cage was when playing yeah Castro Troy's character yeah I guess what I'm saying is I prefer Nick Cage in this movie to John Travolta so I guess that means you prefer not crazy Nick Cage because he's I prefer the first half no I prefer the first oh, half right. of Castro Troy gotcha. when when it's Nick Cage and he's like he's being super creepy yeah. he's like you know he's kind of goosing you know scoop Religious church girls, bap- Baptist choirs. Yeah, that's, you know that scene where, like, the one the one thing I'm really thinking about is when he's at the like convention center and there's like all these, there's all these like church, there's like a choir singing and he's like wearing like a like a some type of Catholic outfit. I can't for better term like he's like playing like a clergyman, but he's like he it's a weird ass scene. He's like dancing and then he like walks up and like starts like touching this like. Catholic school girl it was so fucking creepy like do you remember that scene yeah I remember that that's what I'm talking about that's yeah. the scene I was talking about yeah and um and then he gets on the we got a good drop for this and then he gets on the airplane and has like a really infamous scene here we go would you like anything else once we're airborne oh peach sit come in hmm You know, I can uh, eat a peach for hours. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I can uh, eat a peach for hours. He's so throaty. And then it, I wish there was a continuation of that scene. He's like, I didn't want to keep it, but he's like, if I were to let you suck my tongue, would you be grateful? Yeah. And then he he sticks his tongue out. And it looks so weird and disgusting, like a lizard. Like he sticks it out and like curls it at the end. And he's making this awful face like a little kid who's trying to be disgusting or something. And like this really this like super hot stewardess is like, oh, my God. Yes. And she starts sucking his gross lizard tongue. She turns out to be a, a an undercover agent. Which makes it even less likely. Why'd she do that? <laughs> and then she and then she gets thrown from the plane. <laughs> oh yeah. And like John Travolta's like chasing them in an SVU and he's like, Mitchells or something. <laughs> yeah. So I, I've really I've thought about a sequel to this movie and I really want to know the backstory to Nick Cage's character. Like in 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 John Travolta's character. Like they really should just go explore like how they came to know each other so well. Um because I don't know why I don't know understand why Nick Cage is a domestic terrorist and why he's like this. Like I want to know like I don't they don't set up any type of like story about why he's the way he is. So Yeah, uh, I guess. I mean, it was already a two and a half hour long movie. That's true. I mean, how much back more backstory about real Nick Cage do you want? Um 
We had we didn't have, we wouldn't have as much time for face mo face swiping. Swipe the, down. The, yeah, the it, yeah, but like his characters, I mean it's such a so Caster you know Caster Troy's Nick Cage is good, but then once John Travolta becomes him, like I thought it was great seeing like crazy John Travolta and like and how they like it was Nick that's kind of why that's kind of why I like this movie is because they both get to have fun. Yeah, like they 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 both get to play each other. Um, Yeah, second half Nick Cage definitely isn't as fun as John Travolta, but like first half John Travolta's lame too. It's so it's like they they flip flop who gets to play the fun bad guy. Yeah. Um, What I was gonna say though is like I've heard a a read a read like a, a quote from Nick Cage like saying that he didn't think that like he didn't want to do this movie or something like that because he didn't think anyone could play him like <laughs> it's like, so terrible it's so hard and but then he's once so he, complicated once he once he saw john travolta playing him like trying to like mimic him he's like realized like he was that people could do that and that anyways it was he thought he made himself feel like he wasn't unique anymore <laughs> um anyways but yeah, I mean, there's not really much else to say about these characters. Like, I mean, they're Castro Troy's a, a he's a serial killer, killer, or whatever. Like domestic terrorist. He's really, he's, he's really rich. He like flies personal jets. He has all these like posh penthouses. He's fucking Gina Gershon on the side. Yeah, he's got drugs and guns, and he he's just like playboy, evil terrorist millionaire. Yeah, um, he gets stewardesses to suck his tongue. He gets to eat peach whenever he wants. The, you know the correct term now is flight attendant, correct? Oh, sorry. Flight <laughs> attendant. <joke. laughs> I, I say stewardess all the time, and Abby always corrects me. She's like, you mean flight attendant, right? And I'm like, yes, honey, I mean flight attendant. Okay, <laughs> yeah, flight attendant. <laughs> um, So Nick Cage, you know, at the time was pretty hot. You mentioned Con Air, but he also did, like, it felt like it was like a string of really, like, a lot of, like, popular action Nick Cage movies like The Rock I'll give and it, he did that movie Snake I'll give, Eyes I'll 8 give you a millimeter. List of it. Um it was I mean yeah his his list of movies from 19, 1997 alone or 1995 was like well he did The Rock, Con Air and then Face Off and then he did Snake Eyes there's City of Angels in there 8 millimeter, um uh Bringing Out the Dead which is alright um Gone in 60 Seconds and then like it kind of goes downhill after like The Family Man um and but yeah, like those three movies are like probably three of the like Con Air and the Rock. I mean, The Rock's probably one of the best '90s movies, action movies, right? And The Rock, yeah, top top five. Con Air and then Face Off, yeah. I mean, that's they're all all top ten probably action movies of the of the '90s. I wouldn't go that far. I would say um, The Rock is yes, but you don't think Con Air's a good action movie? No, it's good, but I don't think it's top 10 90s. Like, mm. 90s is fucking the best era for action. That's like, true. there's some good shit. Um, I love the, the the cast of characters in Connor. It has a really good supporting cast. Um, yeah, it does. So anyway, um, and then John Travolta had just done Pulp Fiction, which got him kind of back in the limelight a bit, and Get Shorty, which was really popular, too. Yeah. Um, and also, he did Phenomenon. and um... Stupid. Michael. <laughs> Uh, what else did he? He did something else that was really weird. Wasn't there that that angel movie? Oh, Michael, Michael, yeah, Michael, yeah. It was like phenomenon. He, Michael, she's so lovely. Face off, like he. 
And then he did like primary colors and he started like, then he, but he did swordfish too. I remember loving swordfish. You liked swordfish? Swordfish was so dumb. With Wolverine. Um, was he in it? I remember Halle Berry like gets topless at one point. I yes. remember kids talking about it in middle school. Yeah, I remember. I remember that scene. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and so John Travolta, his characters, you know, he's a uh, playing. Uh, is it Sean Archer? Um, and he's an FBI agent who's tracking down. He's been tracking this guy down forever, and that they're one of the reasons why they switch faces because it was really believable that Sean Archer could portray Castro Troy because he knew so much about him. Like he could really, he could get, he knew his, he knew his little brother's prescription medicines. Yes. Um, but this is tough. I don't really know what to say about these characters. I know it's, it's, it's I don't feel like this is very interesting. Like it's not, this movie is really based on two characters. And then there's a bunch of other random people like Joan Allen's in it. It plays, uh, uh, Sean Archer's wife, Eve Archer. Um, there's a his daughter, um, Jamie, who I really, for whatever reason, always thought this character was played by Elisha Dushku, which actually probably would have been a lot better than the girl who played played her. But um, she, like, there's just not there. And then Nick Cassavetes is in it too, and he's uh he plays the gun the gun dealer who's like friends with Castro Troy and who gets killed. Dietrich Dietrich Hessler. Um, and I really thought he was being played by Brian Cranston the whole time. Um, <laughs> and I had to look it up and I'm like, oh, that's Nick Cassavetes. And I'm like, and then I had to like look up Nick Cassavetes and I'm like, he's like, uh, he's like a weird like actor director hybrid. And he's directed a bunch of random things like The Notebook. <laughs> and um, he directed The Notebook. Yeah, he directed weird. Like, he's directed a lot of like random. He did like um the alpha dog movie with uh anton oh, yeah. Yelchin. i kind of i kind of liked alpha dog um yeah it was a i mean I, and so anyways all right all right so let's get the drop ready for sean archer john travolta Wait, you get looking you're hot it's like looking in a mirror only not <laughs> Uh, I I really think the best parts of the movie is when John Travolta is being a creep in it and being Castro Troy. Like he plays being a creep so well. Like it was, and I kept on thinking the whole time I was watching this movie, what if they would have switched the roles to be reversed? Like what if at the beginning, what if like, don't, don't even, we <laughs> couldn't even keep it straight if we wanted to talk about it. But, uh, um, but yeah, I really, I really, really, really like John Travolta much more as, as okay. the creeper, okay. creep, the creeper Castro Troy. So, all right. So I'm going to start running through some of these. So, uh, Castro Troy had this little brother named Pollux, who's this French named actor. Um, that Alessandro Nivola. Alessandro, really, I have never really seen very much. He was, he was pretty good. And then Brennan said Dietrich, Gina Gershon. I don't even know how to uh, pronounce this actress's name. CCH Pounder Seach. What do you? How do you? That's true. I've seen her name a lot of times, like in in shows. Like she's still. Yeah, she's good. Yeah. She's in like the Shield, and um, she's in she all, was in Demon Knight. Mm-hmm. And she's in all of the, um, gonna be in all of the Avatar movies. So, 
but she plays one of the yeah she's she's a good actress i like her a lot but i have no idea how to say her name yeah i think it's and then CCH. danny masterson yeah. play danny masterson plays a rapey teenager who would have known a sign of a sign of things to come <laughs> there's this pretty cool scene where john travolta who is now really caster troy on the inside like teaches his daughter how to like stab creepers yeah and so he gives her like a little pocket knife a little flip out knife and like teaches her how to like stab and twist and then she does it yeah she does later it. to him um it, it was really uh you know whatever whatever it's called uh foreshadowing <laughs> um john carroll lynch is also in it um who plays like a oh prison, yeah plays a prison guard who like really hates Ouch. Uh, Caster Troy, but like John Carroll Lynch is just like he's an actor who's just been around forever. Like he was in Fargo, he plays like the husband in Fargo. He's in he's in Zodiac, isn't he the Zodiac killer in Zodiac? Yeah, he's good in Zodiac. Um, he's in um uh, American Horror Story. Oh, he is. Um, yeah, I think he was the creepy. Well, I know he was in the 1984 season, which mm. honestly. I keep watching American Horror Story because I just love horror and I, I like talking about it and it's something to watch. But like, man, I really haven't been that into it since like season three. Like I've thought like I've, I thought there were fun episodes, but like the seasons overall have been like, eh. yeah, they, they seem to go in such crazy directions sometimes. And, and like sometimes that's fun and interesting. Sometimes it's like they're just like completely rearranging the plot now. I've only yeah, I've only ever watched the first season. I've never gone past that. So maybe I should watch some of the seasons that you recommend. I know that it's like not like you can watch them out of turn, right? Yeah, totally. I like, I like seasons one, two, three, and then I like the Roanoke season. Hmm. Uh, well, yeah, Margaret shows in it, the comedian. Um, she kind of has like, Oh yeah, she, that's a weird role for her. Yeah. It is a very, weird. she's like a really straight lace, like FBI admin. Yeah. Just maybe she, you know, you get, need to get some, get maybe paid. she, Maybe John Wu wanted to like give her some love, like help her a career. Yeah. And our favorite polygamist, um, gay polygamist, uh, Matt Ross plays it is in it. And he plays like a, a small character who loses his ear, but he's, he's in it. And, uh, and I, I just love Matt Ross just because of big love. Uh, and he just always pops up randomly in movies every once in a while. And you're like, Oh, it's that the the crazy brother from Big Love, and here he was in Face Off. So, gay polygamist wasn't he? He was he was gay, and he had like multiple wives, wasn't he? Didn't he like gay? He played Albie, Albie Grant. Wasn't he gay? Oh, Albie! Yeah, I was thinking of. Oh, I'm sorry, I was thinking of that big big guy who was Bill's friend in Big Love with the spiky hair. His like friend that worked at the store. Oh no 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 yeah no no yeah. Albie yeah he was gay and yes. well I don't think he had wives. No he definitely had wives. Um, Did he? Yeah. Oh he just was never with them. We, we just never really got that got into it with it. Um, but yeah he was he was he's a, he's randomly in this movie. Um, he is good by the way. He's a good actor and he's a really good director. Like he he's just got one of those names you fucking forget. Yeah Matt Ross. I've I've met multiple Matt Rosses in my life. <laughs> Um, uh, and that's about it. There's one other person in this movie that I wanted to mention is Thomas Jane is in it. Um, and I did not, and he actually has like a, like a character named Burke 
Hicks, and I don't remember him at all, but Thomas Jane was in this movie, apparently. So mm, Weird. Yeah. Well, I don't remember that. Um, well, let, let's switch things up, because it's getting a little stale. It is, kind um, of, yeah. I thought this play, would be, play this drop, be more bud. fun. It's the Tunes of the Time! Oh, yeah! Tunes of the Time! Yeah! This is where we play you the number one song in America at the time this movie was released. June 27th, 1997. I'll Be Missing You by Puff Daddy featuring Faith Evans. Stages they receive you on. Still can't believe you're gone. Give anything to hear half your breath. I know you're still living your life after death. Oh man! So let me guess, Brennan, you were a big fan of this yeah. song. Oh yes, I had this album. Um, this was on, I think it was on Puff Daddy and the Family. Um, and you know, it was Puff it was, Daddy and the Family. Was that like a sitcom? It was. It was all the people that was on the Bad Boy label. Um, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay, well, trust me. Um, the music video was directed by Hype Williams, um, who's very. Uh, very famous for directing a lot of uh, hip hop and rap music videos in the nineties and two thousands. And this movie, this song was a tribute to uh, the notorious B.I.G. Big, big Papa. Um, His wife, Faith Evans is singing on the track, obviously, and his best friend is rapping on it. Um, And it's a tribute to him, but the video is effing weird. Like I gotta say, what is going on? I don't understand if they're making a tribute. Why does Puffy die in a motorcycle accident? I, I don't know. Why doesn't somebody drive up and shoot him? <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand why he falls off. I don't understand why he falls off the, the motorcycle and then gets up and then starts like rapping. And then he's a ghost at that point. Oh, I is, that what he, is that what it is? I, I mean, think. Uh, I think his ghost gets up and raps. Mm, that makes sense. I <laughs> I imagine that's what you'll do when you die. You'll get up and start like singing and dancing and rapping. Um Every breath you take. I don't know. How do you feel about these 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 crossovers? Like this is sort of like a, a rap artist taking a, you know, uh, I don't even know what you call it. It's like an '80s pop song. It's a cover. You I mean I would say like I mean it's it's a cover, but it's like it's some it's something that rappers have been doing like on mixtapes have been doing for years. Where they would take like a popular a popular hit, take the beat of it, and then they'll rap over it. Yeah, that's not what I'm asking. I'm asking, how do you feel about when it's successful? How do you feel about when it's successful when that happens? I think it's a way, an approachable way to like, for to introduce different genres of music to, to like hip hop culture. Like, uh, I think it's successful when it when it can be. Um, Okay, so I I I mean, Puff Daddy was known for doing. I mean. He has a number of these songs in the '90s when, that were just covers. When did Puff Daddy become P Diddy? Um, I gosh, I and what like, motivated that change? I, I don't. I think he wanted the, because he used to be because he was, you know, Puff Daddy, and then yeah, P Diddy, and now he's just Diddy. Um, and I, I don't know what and what I think it was just a change. It's like switching, going from like. It, rem- it reminds me of like six. It reminds me of like WWF wrestlers. Mm. Do they change their names a lot? Well, they change their gimmick a lot. They mm. don't change their name usually, but they'll change like how they behave. You know? Yeah. Um. I don't know sure why he, why he went from Puff Daddy to P Diddy. 
I mean, I think it was a better change though. And Puff Daddy is just kind of that's a that's a weird name. Um, P Diddy's a weird name. They're all weird. I mean, I, this sounds like a get like get off my lawn type of like. I mean, it's it's not weird. It's just like he was called Puff Daddy because when he was younger, he was playing football and he would always like puff his chest out, and people always called him Puffy. Okay, and so that at least like, that has a derivative. Yeah, and he was actually just called Puffy originally, <clears throat> and then they added the daddy, and now, you know. All right, so, so anyway, this was a cover of Every Breath You Take by The Police from yeah. 1983, and video the in the video, Puffy dies in a motorcycle accident. We're not sure why that or what that has to do with Biggie Smalls, and uh, yeah, Brennan liked this song and would dance to it in his room. Yeah, I should also mention 111, uh, is I mean, not a 111. 112 is also does some of the singing on this as well. We can, should mention them, mention them as well. They were also on Bad Boy. Regular, okay. Regular um. So anyway, that was our tunes of the time. <laughs> that, yep. All right. Let's let's move on. We gotta let's we gotta get on. through this. This isn't going very well. I'm like sorry. this. I don't know why this is not interesting. It just it's you know what this movie's not interesting. It's literally a movie that is separated by action scenes that has some terrible like motifs in it of touching faces and some all right so let's get to the money yeah. scene yeah, all right get, get drop scene. get get drop five ready all right so caster troy gets high and he wants to take archer's face off and here it is tiny surgery i'd like to take his his face off Oh, you cut out the response. Like there, there was, the that, that ended. That was it. That was the whole entire. Oh, that's scene. fine. Well, the deep, the Dietrich guy. He looks at me. He goes, "His his face off." Like he repeats the line like a bad radio commercial. <laughs> and he's like, "No more drugs for you." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and meanwhile, I mean, like, and he's. I mean, this is Nick, this is John Travolta's Nick Cage. He's a straight laced FBI man, so he's not doing many drugs. So he he get he gets really fucked up. Yeah, he gets fucked up. He like kind of fools around with Gina Gershon, if I remember right, or yeah, maybe not, maybe not really. But um, is this a scene too where he does this like weird like Nick Cage thing? Where like he's like making his face like really like in this in the and he's like doing this weird thing with his face, where he's like kind of like pulling all back all of it, like making this weird like Nick Cage like crazy face. He's like he does not like his face at all. There's that. That's the one thing about the when John Travolta is Nick Cage, he does not like his face at all and he wants to he wants to get it off he really does do you remember when i was saying like when the the flight attendant sung tucked him tongue sucked him yeah and his tongue was sticking out weird and he was making this crazy face it's like a thing in this movie like nick cage the actor makes a bunch of crazy faces like a little kid who's just being weird Mm. yeah i i caught that i mean yeah he's just he's a he's a sociopath really is what he is and so he does sociopath type things um, okay well um moving on there's a there's a really cool prison break scene which doesn't make a lot of sense like there's this there's this guy in prison that hates nick cage because nick cage like banged his wife and his sister mm-hmm. but now they're in prison and they're fighting each other and about to get like electroshock therapy suddenly they become allies and break out and kill a bunch of guards and run away, even though they have these giant like magnetic boots on that look like they weigh like 20 pounds on each foot. Yeah. But they had to get out of the prison by, he had to like, I forget he had to act crazy or something like that to go and get 
taken to like the they got in a fight and they, and they got yeah. like he got in a fight with that guy but they had to get Duval. the boots off somehow yeah and yeah so, they take the boots off so they can get the electric shock therapy yeah that's right and and yeah and so and then they get out with their, well nick cage gets out dubov the guy that got his wife and his sister banged and helped him inexplicably gets killed and gets the shock therapy and vomits all over himself so he had a bad day yeah well means to an end really you know had yeah a, he was in prison anyway less <laughs> less taxpayer money now um i think this is a private prison i don't even think this had much tax money going into it oh well um, then less private money wasted <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, the best scene in this movie, though, is the final scene with. Well, I don't know if that's true. The, the best scene in this movie, and I don't, you didn't mention it, is when they get into the everyone's like it starts with like Castro Troy and Sean Archer and like Joan Allen's characters like in the middle of them, and they like are starting they're aiming pistols at each other, and then everybody else in the movie comes in and starts aiming at who they think should be getting killed. <laughs> The, the Mexican stare down. Yeah, the Mexican, but it become it goes from two people to like eight people from all different sides. Yeah, and, I honestly didn't remember that scene. I, I I don't know. This movie's I like kind of always defend this movie. I don't think it's bad or anything, but I also don't think it's good. No, it's, not, it's definitely not good. I mean, but anyway, you were talking about the gunfight at the end. There's this really cool like standoff between the two face off, if you would. And uh, all I remember is that one of them has this really awesome fully automatic pistol. It's like something out of a James Bond video game. Yeah. And the speedboat chase does it looks very like, I mean, I mean, it was very real, but like to like hit each other going that fast on speedboats, that was the, the, the stunt coordination and everything was. Yeah, it's crazy. It was crazy. But the one that never really made sense to me is like, and this isn't all like action movies, is like everything just blows up. Like when the the boat goes upside down, like it just blows up. Like it hits. Like, doesn't, oh, it hit. Don't they like fly out of the boat <laughs> and out? crash into the beach or something? Yeah, and that's how they. And like, then they like get ended. up and dust themselves off, and they were doing like seventy miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, something like that, and they get get up, and then um, that's when the harpoon fight happens, and uh, but yeah, it doesn't make it. But meanwhile, behind them, they're like. The boat goes through something and just blows up. Like I'm pretty sure the myth bunkers that debunked like things blowing up when they hit stuff. Like that just doesn't happen. <laughs> but you know, it makes for better action. So yeah, those are the scenes. Uh, a few other notes we've got about the production history it was written by Mike Werb, who wrote The Mask with Jim Carrey. Check out our Ace and Terra podcast we just released, which was really fun. Um, and he also wrote Dark Man Three. Oh, I didn't make that connection. Uh, so maybe that is why there was that weird dark man scene with Nick Cage without a face in the hospital. Uh, it was directed <laughs> by John Woo, one of our favorite 90s action directors for this movie. He also did Broken Arrow, which was a, another like all these movies are kind of the same. They're all these like cheesy action movies with like really fun, weird, crazy characters and some amazing like at times there's like amazing action direction and choreography like that's John Woo like pulls these like amazing scenes out of his ass sometimes. And that's why a lot of people really appreciate him. Mm. And like Broken Arrow has some scenes like that. Hard Target with Jean-Claude Van Damme and like the diabetes guy, like with a, like a Cajun accent. Wilford Brimley, that's his name. Mm. He's so bad in that movie. It's so funny. <laughs> and he did. And uh, John Woo directed Mission Impossible 2. And then music by Hans Zimmer, who's like did everything. 
like yeah. everything good ever was music by Hans Zimmer or Alan Silvestri. It's like one of the two. Right. He, he also so directed, really he, good, he, really good team. He also directed Wind Talkers. Wasn't didn't you have a friend that was in Wind Talkers? Yeah, I did. I do. Juanito. Yeah. My buddy Juanito was in Wind Talkers as an extra. Um. Yeah, I mean, John Woo is such a name that like I think is such a bigger director than he actually is. Um. But yeah, he did. And he also did Mission Impossible Two, which is Mission Impossible Two is famous for its action scenes like and the start that yeah movie. the dude can do action yeah. like i don't know about his story and his drama and some of his work with actors but like he can do action if that if you could harness that right man mm. and he does he harnesses it perfectly you know i think god did he do the movie um with ben affleck and uma thurman is that a john woo movie I'm not sure. It's called like Paycheck. Yep. It's a Philip. Yes. He did do that. So that movie is so dumb. It is so dumb. It, but it has these, there's a couple of scenes of actors like, oh my God, this is awesome. But like the movie's not worth watching. Mm. Uh, interesting. Yeah. I'm going through this. In, um, yeah. That, I mean, I didn't realize this guy directed the mask too. Like not directed, wrote the mask. That seems like a weird like is weird is a, that would go from the mask to doing face off. Um, I don't like the mask. You don't like I think, the mask? I don't think it's funny. I think it's like the least funny of that era for Jim Carrey. That's probably, that's I, probably. I prefer Ace Ventura 2 to the mask. Um, well, let's get into the our last segment and talk about uh, the dumb shit. Dumb shit about it. Um, first of all, like you all, like we talk about always, it's an hour and then an hour. It's um. 133 minutes, so over two hours, which is oh, way 213. Too long. I said two and a half. It feels like two and a half. It feels like three. It yeah. feels like the Zack Schneider cut of Face Off. <laughs> um, that we already mentioned. The, the their names are awful. Um, or Castro. Yeah, can we talk about their names? Oh my God! What the, have you ever heard the name Caster before? No, I've never heard anyone once. No. Okay, what about Pollux? I mean, I've heard them. Yeah, I've never heard of it. No one's ever naming these. Naming no one in the history of the world has been named Castor or Pollux. Like, what the fuck are we doing? Isn't, and isn't Pollux a fish stick? I, 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 maybe a Pollux, not a Pollux. Or is that plural? I don't know. Maybe it's multiple fish sticks. Um, well, I, I think there's multiple Pollux in your fish stick. I have no idea. Oh, like, that's the name of the fish that's in fish stick? Yeah. Yeah, that's the name of the fish stick fish. Oh, it's like we, famous for being fish stick fish. Here we go. Pollux and Castor are like two are like are in the Bible. Like they're uh, Castor and Pollux were twin half brothers in Greek and Roman mythology known together as some th some name I can't pronounce. So, so wait, like, is it the Bible or is it Greek mythology? It, it, the people also ask who is Castor and Pollux in the Bible. That's the question. The answer is, are twin half-brothers in Greek and Roman mythology? So they're not in the Bible. <laughs> okay. So. So John Woo or the writer whoever named them after Greek and Roman yep. mythological gods. Okay. So how, that's super lame. How can you right? be That's like name. How can you be twin Would you name your kid Zeus? No. I wouldn't. Okay. But I name my son Thor. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> Just joking. <laughs> that's not that's like when <laughs> oh my gosh um anyways <laughs> that their names are awful so so but it makes sense now okay <laughs> so 
we talked about wiping your hands off on someone's face. It, you know what else it's like? It's like when you go to the, the gas station bathroom <laughs> and you don't want to like use their their like hand wipes. You remember the old hand wipe that it was it was just one towel that would kind of like rotate around. Yeah. It, you wouldn't even ever get a fresh towel. So you just wipe it on shit. This would be you could wipe it on someone's face. Yeah, that's gross. Um, and it was just, obviously it was there like it was there for a reason so they could show something like show who the real Sean Archer was in the movie. No, it's no, it's the, it's this bullshit hammered home theme about faces. Like the movies face off. We switch each other's face. Let's have everybody rub each other's face all the time. It's like this weird thing with, it's like a face fetish. I don't know. Um, I bet they stopped doing that in COVID. Yeah, really? (laughs) Um, The dumbest shit about this movie, and you didn't write it down is that, at the end of the movie they get the son as their new surrogate son like it's basically they were suspended in time for five years and now like they now have Castro Troy's son um and and they like have this like Joan Allen and John Drill to share this look on their face uh, to look together like he's back like it's just like our dead son is dead and now we're replacing him with Castor, Castor Troy's son. And it's so effing weird. Like, I was, that kid is going to be screwed up for the rest of his, his mom's dead. His father, who he never really knew, who he met for What's like a second. Was a domestic terrorist. A domestic terrorist. And now this kid grows up to be Dexter. <laughs> and his new dad, John Travolta, killed his real dad. And it's his fault that his real mom is dead. Like he put her in danger by going to that fucking apartment. And yeah, and by all by all, he loved his mom, right? I mean, they, yeah, it was they, a, they, I mean, it's Gina Gershon. Let's go. Yeah. So that was the most effed up part of this movie is like them taking the, the son in and like everything being like we just replaced Hon- our son. So honky dory. Yep. Hey, we got a new son. Same as the old son. Um. The cringiest stuff in this movie is when John Travolta is playing Nick Cage's character and he like hits on his daughter. And that was just like, uh, I don't even, I don't like that. I, even, I don't like that they even did that for the movie. Um, did he hit on her? Yeah, there was a weird creep. Like he like walks in on his daughter like changing and like, and he's like stands there and like watches her. Like it, it would, it's weird for an adult male to do that. Like even if it's not your daughter, it just it's just weird. Like it's just weird. Mm, so I don't remember that. But yeah, it's I mean, but he is like a creepy domestic terrorist. That's true. He's I mean, yeah. Um, and wasn't the daughter like seventeen or eighteen? Even like it wasn't like she was like twelve, right? She was. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't go as far to say she's age appropriate, but I mean, right? I get what you're saying. Yeah. I'm just. For yeah. clarification, for those who don't remember, the daughter wasn't like dinky or it wasn't like, like a pedo thing. It no, it wasn't. Um, anyway, oh, and then the doves, the the famous John Woo doves made a couple appearances. I can think of two. There's probably more. I I didn't rec- that I don't I don't recognize these type of things in movies. Yeah, I I don't know how you can't. He like puts the doves front and center. They're pretty much a, a character in his movie. Like John Woo and his doves are like a thing. Everyone knows about that. Like an, I don't know how you could miss it in all his movies. 
Like not just. Well, I don't know. I don't know about every single one, but in many of them, there's doves or white birds or some kind of bird. What does it represent? I don't know. Freedom, escape, love. Uh. You know, I don't <laughs> change. You know, <laughs> um, who the fuck knows? Yeah. Well. Well, that was. But yeah, face off. Who would you switch? Yeah. Who, who would you want to switch faces with, Adam? Of anyone in the world? Yeah. So who would I want to look like? And I could try and assume their identity. Yes. Um, but it, has to be, it has to be a white male. <laughs> and they have to look similar to you. <laughs> um, shit, I don't know. I, I would I would probably pick some really influential, like, uh, director. Mm. You know, I'd want to... I would want to assume his role and be able to direct a few movies and, or or something like that. It's a it's a weird thing to think that if you could do this, you couldn't we couldn't I couldn't choose an athlete because then I like I couldn't you'd suck. I'd suck. Yeah. And so I'd have to like pick something like similar but like something I could do. So yeah. You could you could do like just someone really rich like like Bill Mark Gates. Zuckerberg or yeah, like Mark Zuckerberg would probably be like the closest that I could I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't think I'd ever. I think they'd figure out it wasn't him after a, about a day. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I think you could pull that off for about a day. Anybody has some like facial, like eye recognition stuff that like I wouldn't be able to pass. So. Yeah, really. He probably does. Yeah, that's a bad choice. <laughs> it's not. I'm not picking him. But anyways. <laughs> what about just somebody really good looking? Would you want to just switch with somebody? Like I want their face. Like like my first thought was like, do I want like. But he's get, like getting a little older now. But like Justin Timberlake, or like mm. uh, the people that I thought were really handsome when I was like in my early twenties, were like Justin gotta, Timberlake, Ryan Reynolds. You still got to sing and write music. You can't do that. Yeah, so maybe like Ryan Reynolds or um, Ryan Ryan Philippe. Mm. Yeah, well, he's not really having that great of a career. Ryan Philippe sh- was. Oh, you talking oh. shit on the stay-at-home dad? <laughs> I guess he's a. Uh, you, he's you're in, awful. He's in Big Sky. He's in that TV show Big Sky. Yeah, I won't watch it because it's on a network, but yeah. well, um, yeah, that's, I mean, I, I face off was, I, I, I honestly, now I feel like we should have done something different, not different. I know it's movie. Just, it wasn't that good. I don't yeah. know. I don't say it was, I don't hate it. I just, I don't like it either. I don't know. I will say, Adam, I've never seen the rock. What are you doing with your life? I don't know. How just, many times have you seen face off and you've never seen the rock? I've never seen, I've seen the face. I've seen face off now like twice. So. And I've I've only ever the only time I've ever seen The Rock is like in pieces, and I've never watched the whole thing straight through. You're pathetic. So maybe we should do that sometime soon. Um, maybe you should watch it. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so you did. I I know the Rotten Tomato score is pretty high. Like you had talked about maybe playing that, but I know it's pretty high. So. You know the score? Yeah, I I know that it's one of those things that like. It's it's actually like ninety two percent or something like that. Like it's actually really high, even though people all think it's kind of a dumb movie. Weird. I I, I now I gotta know. Yeah, yeah you're face right. Ninety two. Ninety two percent. Yeah. See? Rotten Tomatoes. Gosh, was it that people thought it was that good? That seems high. That seems well, so- that's why it's one of those things. Like everyone thinks that's a really, really high score for face off. <laughs> this is probably one of the instances where like the audience score is lower. The, yep, than the tomato meter. It's eighty-two percent. It's still eighty-two percent, though. Like, yeah, it's it's. I don't know. It's 
it's good to watch the first time. It's one of those movies that like if you watch it the very first time, you're like, okay, that was pretty fun. But mm. like you go back and rewatch it, you're like, man, that's that's actually not good at all. Yeah. You know? It's it's just got kind of one of those shelf lives. But you know, we I enjoy I mean, I don't want to hate on it. I don't want to hate on John Woo or the story. I yeah. think it's got I think it's a really fun idea that you've got like these two polar opposites, a cop and a terrorist, and they have to switch faces and go to prison and I just don't know that it was executed all that well. But I think it's a really but then on the other hand, it was fucking John Woo and the direct and the direction for some of the action scenes was executed amazingly well. Mm. It was just the story shit, you know? Yeah. They could totally remake this movie. And they could either do a movie or a series or like I, it, I think it would be a good like Netflix series. Like, yeah, two, yeah, two, I agree. It'd two, be it'd be a better series. Yeah, it would be a much better series. Um, um, so anyway, do you have any other final thoughts about this? Um, it's on. So I will say I, I rented it actually like rented off of Apple TV like a couple weeks ago to watch it. Fell asleep. Didn't wasn't able to watch it. And then. This week, I was at work and I got a an alert on my watch, on my Apple Watch, saying Face Off is now available on Paramount Plus. And I was like, "This is a sign that I need to watch this movie so we can do this episode this week." <laughs> and so, go watch it on. If you haven't seen this movie or haven't seen it in a while, you should just go watch it for the nostalgia reasons. On Paramount Plus. On Paramount um, Plus. So anyway, if you guys have liked this show or us or any of our other shows or you just want to be cool cats and do us a favor, hey, all you cool cats and kittens, um, give us those awesome five-star verbs. That bitch, Carol Baskins, would approve of you guys loving the show, sharing the show, posting about the show, sending us messages, sending us for super 90s requests about 90s shit that you want us to talk about. And uh, yeah, giving us those awesome five-star reviews on iTunes and Apple Music. You can email the show at super90sbrothers at gmail.com, all spelled out. Tweet at bropomode, at super90sbrothers. Insta's at super90sbrothers, whatever the hell you call that. But uh, yeah, our next show, we're going to... We've got the Mario Kart episode coming out too. I'm not sure if that one's going to get posted before or after this one, but look out for that one. And we'll figure out another awesome 90s topic for you guys. Uh, anything else? Last words? Nope. Thanks for listening, guys. P appreciate it. All right. For Brennan Pointer, I am Adam J. Pitzler. This has been another awesome episode of Super 90s Brothers Face-Off Style. I could eat peaches for hours with you guys. Check us out. Peace.